welcome back to the podcast. It's a new year, same podcast, but we're going to be talking a little bit more about goals. I touched on this last week on the New Year's Day episode, so you can go back and check that. It's all about why your New Year's goals are backwards. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into setting goals that are for where you are right now instead of where you want to be, which also might seem a little bit backwards, but I'll explain what I mean in a second. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Wellness Simplified Podcast. Simple wellness tips to help you improve your life without turning it upside down. With your host, award-winning fitness instructor, nutrition coach, and wellness expert, Susie Fevens. Yes, indeed, we are back. It's a new year, but it's the same me. And unless something different happened to you at midnight on December 31st, it's it's the same you as well. <laughs> we always hear this new year, new me talk, and that's awesome. That's great. It's aspirational, but is it really accurate? And the answer is yes, no, maybe. How's that for a non-answer answer? Okay. We're talking about health and wellness here, right? The Wellness Simplified podcast, we're talking about your health and wellness. So there... <laughs> it's January, it's January. And this is one month of the year where I cringe 90% of the time I'm online because I see so many people declaring so many things that they want to do. And I think, I truly think it's wonderful that people want to make their health and wellness a priority. But, oh, oh, (laughs) these goals, these goals. So, while I'm talking about health and wellness, we're going to bring this into a financial um, scenario because it's a little bit easier to understand what I'm saying if we look at it from the standpoint of a financial goal versus a health and wellness goal. Yes, they are absolutely different, but at the same time, they're really not that different. Okay, so let's say I'm going to write myself some notes. I'm going to write some notes so I remember what I said. (laughs) Let's say that somebody has $100,000 in debt. Okay, they are making, let's say they're making $50,000 a year. That's their salary. Okay, we're not going to get into what their specific expenses are, but they have $100,000 in debt and they're currently making $50,000 a year. Let's say they are at the top of their income um, availability, like there's no room for further advancement. There's not really much chance for more than a living wage um, increase. You can tell that I'm self-employed because I don't even know what (laughs) terminology is anymore. A raise, that's the word I'm looking for, a raise. There's not much room for raises. You're already at the top. So unless they increase raises across the board or increase salaries across the board for an increase in living costs, you're not probably going to change. There's nowhere for you to promote to. There's no way for you to get bonuses, anything like that. $50,000, if you stay in the job you're in, is your number. And yet you have $100,000 in debt. So if you were to say, okay, it's a new year. I want to really buckle down. I want to pay off this debt and I want to pay it off in three years. So you have $100,000 in debt, and we're going to pretend, just for the sake of this example, that you have interest-free debt, so that we're not thinking about compounding interest or any of that stuff. We're just thinking about $100,000 straight, and you have a salary of $50,000. Now, 
even if you live a pretty standard life, $50,000 isn't going to go that far once you pay for rent or mortgage and utilities and food and transportation and a few convenience things and a few things to make you feel like you're not working for nothing. (laughs) That's not going to get you too far. So for you to wake up on January 1st and say, okay, we're going to pay off $100,000 of debt in the next three years, but I'm not going to change my job. I'm going to stay where I am. Maybe I'll start a side business. And yeah, depending on what you do for a side business, you could could earn $100,000 in three years. If you do that, please let me know because I would like to also start that side business. (laughs) But it's possible. It's not impossible. You could also decide that even though you're happy with the job you have, that you're going to change jobs to get one that earns more. Maybe you've decided that you're going to move, you'll sell your house, or you'll find um, somewhere where the living expenses are going to be lower. There are some things that you can do, but it's going to take some work. You're not going to just pay off that $100,000 in three years without some pretty significant changes to your lifestyle. And you're going to have to be pretty darn dedicated in order to achieve that. Is it doable? Yes. No. Maybe. Now you have somebody else who also has $100,000 in debt, but their yearly salary is $200,000 they are living a lifestyle that their living expenses, like their rent, their utilities, their food, isn't all that high. Where they're spending, spending all of their money is like on eating out and buying luxury goods. And they have maybe a really fancy car and some of these things that they really don't need, but they're just blowing through their money. They may wake up and say, I want to pay off this $100,000 in the next three years. And all, they're not going to have to make all these changes because they already have that bank. They already have that money coming in that all they have to do is cut back on things like eating out, which can be a hard thing to break. Maybe they're going to cut back on luxury purchases. Maybe they're going to take in the Bentley and they're going to get a Mazda. I have a Mazda. I love my Mazda. <laughs> Um, they're going to make a few changes. It's still going to be hard when you're used to a certain lifestyle to make that change. It's still going to be hard, but it's going to be arguably easier for that person to pay off the $100,000 than it is for the person, person A. Can we agree that person B, aside from the fact that they might be a little mopey about not having so many luxury things, it's going to be easier for them to pay off that amount and that amount of time as it is for person A. So this is my financial comparison. So let's take this back to a health and wellness vibe. A vibe. <laughs> that's another word I'm having issue with recently, but anyway, that's a little <laughs> I'm having a lot of issues with a lot of things. Um, so back to the beginning. We have two people. We did the financial side of it. Now let's look at this from a health and wellness standpoint. So we have two people who wake up and new year, new me, they want to get in shape. So we have two people. The first person has never really made exercise and eating well a priority in their life. They aren't, they're not obese. They're not super unhealthy. Like they make some meals at home. They get some convenience foods. 
They get takeout a few nights a week. Um, maybe they go for a walk once or twice a week. Like they're not completely sedentary and they're not completely off the rails, like eating value meals three times a day or anything like that. But they've never really made health and wellness a priority. For them to wake up on January 1st and say, you know what, this is the year for me. I see that a lot. This is the year for me. I'm going to make myself a priority for the first time. And I am going to eat clean, whatever that means. And I am not going to eat any refined carbohydrates. Um, I am going to exercise five days a week for an hour. doesn't matter if I'm tired. It doesn't matter if I have to stay up late. It doesn't matter if I have to get up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make me a priority. I'm going to, I'm going to do all the things. And then they go through the first week. First of all, they are exhausted because they're now doing these super strenuous workouts five days a week, whereas before they were only walking once or twice a week and they're exhausting themselves out. They're feeling run down. They're so sore. And they aren't enjoying any of their favorite treats. They're not getting to have any sort of snacks that they would normally have. All they're having is stupid old carrot sticks and celery sticks because it doesn't follow their new food plan. And but it's important to them. They're going to be the healthiest they've ever been. And this is how you do it. This is how you do it. Or is it? So how successful do we think that person's going to be? I know how successful they're going to be nine times out of 10. There is always that one person who is able to make that huge sweeping transition without looking back. But most of the time they crash and burn very quickly because they have created a new world where it's so vastly different than where they were before. Much like that person who was only making $50,000 a year only. I mean, 50000 isn't horrible, but they're making $50,000 a year and they want to pay up 100000 in three years. They have to make a lot of sacrifices, a lot of changes, and they have to stick to their guns in order for that to happen. It can happen, but it's going to be really challenging. This person even though they weren't in a terrible place before because they've gone so extreme. And that doesn't sound extreme, does it? Eating more fruits and vegetables, reducing refined carbohydrates, you're not having the treats and stuff, and then exercising five days a week. Like, that doesn't sound that extreme. But for them, going from where they were to where they are wanting to be, that is a huge leap. And then we have person B. Person B has the same characteristics as person A as far as their health and wellness goes. They eat at home a lot of the time. Sometimes they have takeout, but you know, everybody does that once in a while. Sometimes they have some convenience foods. They enjoy treats here and there. And they exercise, going for a walk once or twice a week. No big deal. They wake up on January 1st and they say, you know what? I could be healthier. I would like to be healthier. I would like to feel better about myself. So this year I'm going to make some changes, but they don't say I'm going to work out five days a week for an hour, even though I've never done that before, or I haven't done it in a long time. They don't say I'm going to cut out all convenience foods, all packaged foods. I'm just going to eat fruits and vegetables. I'm not going to eat refined carbohydrates, etc. Instead, they say, I'm going to start by making sure I move purposefully for 30 minutes, four times a week. So 
Previously, they were walking once or twice a week, and now they're going to make sure that four times a week they move purposefully for 30 minutes. So perhaps in the past, those walks, maybe they were 45-minute walks. So let's just assume that they were. So they're doing two 45-minute walks a week. That's an hour and a half versus four 30-minute walks. That is two hours. So that's not a huge increase. We also haven't increased the intensity so much. They were walking before. Maybe they start with walking and then maybe they get bored of walking or because of winter weather, they choose to go to a class or a virtual program or something like that. But they're not going from zero to 60. They're taking a little jump ahead prioritizing movement. After a month or so, you know what? They're feeling pretty good. Moving four times a week for about half an hour, it feels like second nature now because they've been doing it for a while. And they're ready to maybe up the ante a little bit. So they say, okay, that's gone really well for me. I think now what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on making sure that I'm eating at least five servings of vegetables every day. I'm not cutting anything out of my diet. I'm just making sure that I'm adding in five servings a day. So you have two at lunch, two at supper, and maybe a snack mid-afternoon or evening that has another serving. Or you could have, I mean, you could break it up however you want. But they're not removing anything from their diet. They're just making sure that they add in those fruits or those vegetables. So now they're walking more, they're moving more, they're eating more vegetables. They do that for a while. And then they say, all right, this is going really well. Uh, I think that I really should be drinking more water. Although Susie would say they should have started with the water, but whatever. This is my fictional person. We'll let them make their own mistakes. <laughs> they say, you know what? I know that I don't drink enough water. So now, in addition to my moving four times a week, and having five servings of vegetables most days, because you know, nothing's ever perfect, I'm gonna make sure that I drink a liter of water. And every few weeks, they just add a little something else in. When we get to June, who do you think is gonna be further ahead? Remember, they started at the same place, but they're now in a very different spots because person A has burnt themselves out because they tried to do too much. Whereas person B has just been plugging along. And yeah, maybe they fell off the wagon a few times here or there, but it was easier to climb back on a wagon when that wagon was only moving for 30 minutes four times a week versus an hour five or six times a week. So I know that those two comparisons aren't exactly identical. And um Example A, the financial example, they both had the same amount of debt. One person was earning a quarter of what the other person was. So yes, obviously it's going to be more challenging for them to pay off their debt than it's going to be the person who's earning more. Obviously there's a lot of extenuating circumstances there and we're not going to get into that. We're going to say that these people live with similar fixed expenses and just have a lot different um, disposable income between them. Okay, let's just not go too crazy. And then in the health and wellness example, we have two people who are starting out in the same place, but person A is going full to the extreme, whereas person B is taking it one little chunk at a time. And both scenarios, person A wants to immediately start living their life like the person they want to be. And in both scenarios, person B 
is looking at where they are right now and where they want to be and figuring out what they need to do to get to that person. If you're only earning $50,000 a year, you can't start paying off debt like someone who makes $200,000 a year. You might want to be that person, but you're not starting out that person. You may be that person in a couple years' time if you make some changes, but you're not immediately going to be that person. If you're only earning, I'm just going to use an arbitrary number. If you're only earning $2,000 a month, you can't pay off $2,000 a month in debt because you still need to survive. You still need to live. If you want to be a super healthy person, you can't go from not exercising and not eating terribly, but not eating super well, not managing your stress, all of these things, to being that perfect person. You need to build a pyramid. And what happens is a lot of people are at the bottom of their pyramid and they want to go right to the top. They want to go to that very top, tip top, pointy edge of the pyramid without laying a foundation. And yeah, you may be able to hop up there, but it's going to be hard to stay up there. It's going to be hard to stay up there without the foundation beneath you. But if you do the dull, boring, slow work and build that foundation, when you get to the top, it's going to be a whole lot more steady. It's going to have a whole lot more structure. And if you fall back a little bit, you're going to have a lot more good habits to fall back on. I hope you're following what I'm saying here um, because I just, uh, it really bothers me and it really kind of hurts me to see people who want to succeed, but they just take that huge jump right to the top of the pyramid and just dive into doing all the things that they want to be doing, that they know that the person they want to be would be doing, but you're not quite that person yet. You need to give yourself a little bit of room and you give yourself a little bit of grace to get there. You evolve as you make changes, whether it's health and wellness, financial, self-improvement, self-development, relationship, whatever it is, you don't just go from being the person you are to waking up and immediately being a whole new person. There is some time, there's some transition, there's some learning, there's some struggle. There is a lot of things that go into creating that new version of you and so many people try to skip that and then they fall right back down. And then next year, on January 1st, they wake up and they say, this is going to be my year. I'm going to take care of myself for the first time in my life. I'm going to put myself forward. This is going to be the year that I do it. And then what do they do? The exact same thing that they've done every other time. They don't take those small steps. They just try to jump right to the top of the pyramid and inevitably they fall back down. It doesn't have to be that way. It's a whole lot less glamorous and a whole lot less Instagram worthy to take those small steps, but it's a lot more stable, sustainable, and achievable. And that's where we're going to wrap up today's episode. Um, if you're interested in how you can make some of these small 
sustainable, achievable steps to leading a healthier life. You can check out my book, 28 Days to a Healthier You. It's available on amazon.com.ca, all the things. Um, I will put the link in the bio, but you can also just search my name on Amazon, Susie, S-U-Z-I, Fevens, Ephesim Fox, E-V-E-N-S. Um, I also have a free Facebook group, and to be a member of that, you just have to go to welluniversity.ca and sign up for a free account. Um, I have a couple of free programs on there right now, um, but if you join the R&R Lite, which is the Recharge and Resilient Light program, you will get a link in there to join the Facebook group, and we're going to be doing a challenge starting next week, so starting the week of January the 10th, I think, the 11th? whatever Monday is, um, it's going to be a little bit of a slower, um, slimmed down version of my book to help establish some of those base things. Guess what? Week one's all the water. <laughs> and I also have another program in the works, which is going to be the R&R Recharge and Resilient program that is paid. So it's going to be more structured and it's going to have coaching calls and workshops with me, workouts, meditations, Ayurveda, um, nutrition, all of the things. So that's going to be coming in the coming weeks. I purposely didn't launch it for January 1st because of two reasons. One, I was on vacation and I was not going to rush myself back from vacation. I mean, I wasn't anywhere. I was here in the house, but I wasn't going to cut my vacation short in order to crank out a program for January the 1st because my friends, you can make a change any day of the year. It does not have to be on January the 1st. And the second reason is just that I want to help break people of the idea that January 1st is the only day that you can make a change. You can start a change in any day, in any hour, in any minute, in any second. You can make the choice that now is when I'm going to start doing something a little bit different. And that is the goal, a little bit different. We like to try different things until we find the one that works for us. So... If you are interested in that, um, just keep an eye on my social channels, but also if you register for an R&R light, you will get information on the paid program when it becomes available. So that is it for today. I hope you found this useful. I hope I didn't prattle on <laughs> too long. Um, as a reminder, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Suzy Confesses. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash confessions of a fitness instructor. My blog is confessions of a fitness instructor.com and my virtual studio is welluniversity.ca. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. And if you haven't already and you would be ever so kind as to leave a review on iTunes, even just rating Otis Stars. Um, that really helps so much in getting my podcast out there to more people. You can also share, take a picture of your screen and post it on Instagram, tag me in it. Let me know what you thought of this episode and I will talk to you next week. Have a great weekend.